Ghosts, ghouls, goblins, zombies, trolls, the dead, wasps, worms, rotting corpses. Welcome back to Riley Hamilton's 31 Days of Halloween, one of the scariest podcasts ever recorded for the month of October. A new scary story every single day until October 31st, Halloween. A little treat to keep you spooked all throughout the month. It looks like we have another victim of my podcast. A listener who got a nightmare due to one of the stories that I read over the last four days. It's a voice message, so I'm going to play that right now and see if we might have a winner in the new nightmare competition. Hi, my name is Jen. I just wanted to submit a nightmare. So I had this nightmare one time where, so I'm a dancer, and so being on stage is kind of common for me, but um, my nightmare was that I was going on stage, and as I hopped on stage to do my dance, all these monsters came out of the audience and started attacking me, and... That was so scary because I didn't know what to do. And that was the nightmare. It was very scary. Well, that certainly sounded scary, Jen. I am so sorry about that. I guess that nightmare must have come from uh, the Dr. Frankenstein's monster story that I told. It seems sort of too convenient that I would have told a monster story and then you had a dream about dancing monsters up on a dance floor. So I'm so sorry about that. But I'll be honest with you, that is one of the missions of this podcast, to scare you and make you have nightmares for the month of October. So thank you so much, Jen. I am not 100% sure if that's going to be the winner yet. You're competing against Timmy B's story from yesterday, but there's a chance. It was, it was scary. Today's story is called The Graveyard Next Door. It's about a man named Stan who moves into a home that has a graveyard next to it. This was written in 1947 and just became available out of copyright. So join me now on another spooky adventure with the graveyard next door. Stan was loving London. He had never been to such a bustling, beautiful city. He loved everything about it. The fish and chips, the seagulls, the way the British people spoke to one another, the Globe Theater where Shakespeare used to write his plays, the River Thames, the British soldiers who never smile, who stand guard over the Queen's Palace. He was in bliss in London. He had gone to two interviews for a new job overseas from New York, and it had finally happened. He got a job in London. He was so excited, but he was even more excited to bring his family from New York to London. They were going to love it. He had a 16-year-old son named Steve, who loved playing video games, and he had a 15-year-old daughter named Samantha, who also loved video games. They were perfect children, and they were a blessing to him and his wife, Samantha. It was a cold London Saturday when Stan and his family all went 
to go visit a new home that he was going to potentially buy. It was gray out. Overcast. A typical London day, Stan thought to himself and laughed. What are you laughing at, father? His son, Stevie, asked. Nothing. I was just saying to myself that this is a typical London day, and I'm so glad to be here with my family. I love you all so much. Thank you, Daddy, Stevie said. Daddy, I love you, Samantha said. This is the best time of my life. I love you both so much, Dan said. You're the best children I could ever ask for. Save some love for me, his wife said. They all did a huge hug right in front of the house. It could have gone on forever, but then the realtor came. She was snazzily dressed, wearing a classic London outfit, a big red floor-length dress with big gold buttons going down the full length of it. She also was wearing a classic London cap of that big fuzzy thing that's two feet tall. What is you for doing hugging right now? I ain't never seen anything like this, she said. She had a cheery disposition, but she had a little bit of the bite of an old English humor. Stan was used to it after his two meetings in London, but it was sort of abrasive to his two children. Daddy, what did she say? His 16-year-old son Stephen said. Daddy, who is that? Samantha said. Don't worry, children, don't worry. That's the realtor, Mrs. Barnaby. She's just here to show us the house. But remember, British people have a different type of way of speaking and also British wit. Keep your cool. Wow, four beautiful Americans that look like they could be on the cover of Vogue magazine, Miss Barnaby said. <laughs> Stan laughed. This was what he was accustomed to since he had been in London. This sort of caustic wit. It was dry, but so funny. Thanks for meeting me in the back of the house. I wanted to start out with the best part of the house so that you could see it first. Of course. As Americans, we thought it was strange to meet in the back of the house, but we deferred to you since this is my family's first time in the city of London, and I've only been here twice. Yeah, we is always starting in the back of the house when we've been showing them, Miss Barnaby said. So... What do you think? Stan looked around. He hadn't really had time to take in his surroundings because he had been hugging his children. But he liked the back of the house. It looked really good. There were some London trees and beautiful, lush, dark green grass. And it just had a full autumnal London feel. Cobbled stones. It was perfect to him. A true encapsulation of what he had come to expect from London. Yeah, I think this backyard checks all the boxes. What do you think, Stephen? I like it, Dad. Is there any place where I could play video games? Yes. I mean, I assume. Probably inside. Isn't that right, Mrs. Barnaby? Oh, yeah, sure. There's a hookup for video games right inside. Just let me know when you want to buy it, and then you will definitely be able to play video games in there. Oh, that's that's great, Stan said. Is there any chance that we could go inside of it now just to see it before, before buying it? Stan asked. He was sort of 
put off balance a little bit. He wasn't sure how negotiations like this worked in London. Mrs. Barnaby's attitude sort of changed. She started to act like the woman in Harry Potter in the fifth movie, the one who becomes the principal. It was, there was the veneer of kindness, but he sensed sort of a harsh interior that Mrs. Barnaby had been trying to mask the entire time. Just like Dolores Umbridge from Harry Potter. I have to say, I haven't worked with Americans much, but so far it seems you are all a little pushy. Wanting to see the backyard, wanting to see some of the back windows and the back cobblestones, and then you want to see inside. Stan, we should just buy it, Samantha said. She's acting like Dolores Umbridge. There's a veneer of kindness, but inside she seems a little caustic. I know, honey, Stan said back, but this is a negotiation tactic. She wants to sell it to us immediately without us seeing the inside, but perhaps there is something different about the inside that the backyard couldn't show us, so we have to look inside. Okay, Stan, I'll defer to you, but just so you know, I don't think you're handling this right, Samantha said. Dad, my Nintendo Switch is going to die, Stevie said, and mine as well, Samantha said. Children, just a second. Daddy knows how to handle this. Do you mind if we hug one more time so I can get strength from our familial love before I talk to Mrs. Barnaby again? Sure, his children said. Okay, one last bear hug. They hugged for one full minute. And then Stan was able to regain his confidence through the love of his family. Stan was cocky now. Well, Miss Barnaby, you're an excellent negotiator, but I happen to have the love of my family behind me, so I would like to see inside. And I don't need you to discourage me from it. Stan, that was very brave, but a little forward, Samantha whispered. Well, bravo, Mrs. Barnaby said. You were able to take my cues that I didn't want to show you the inside, but you do seem like a brave man. You ain't so much like the passive Americans we see all the time here. Us Londoners are always trying to get over on Americans. I know that to be the case, Stan said. He had been offered $50,000 lower than what he was accustomed to making for this job in London. But you was too clever, so I'll take you inside. Right this way, please. They walked inside, and the inside of this house was even more beautiful than the backyard. It was white walls, very tall, beautiful rooms with different entryways, a kitchen that would be wonderful for cooking food, four bathrooms, four bedrooms, a bathroom in each bedroom, and then some of the other stuff that you would come to expect from a home living room. It wasn't that much different from a typical American home, Stan thought to himself. Stephen immediately started running around the house. He was so excited he couldn't contain himself. A living room! A kitchen! Dad! Dad! Did you see the kitchen? Look at the bedrooms! There are four of them! He was running around in circles, running up the stairs and down the stairs, pointing to every nook and cranny of the place. Well, what do we think, guys? Do we love it? Stan asked. 
I certainly do, Stephen said, and ran up the stairs and then down the stairs again and then ran right back up and then slid down on the banister. I concur with my brother, Samantha said. She was excited too, but she wasn't a running around like Stephen. Stan, honey, I love it. It's going to take some getting used to being in London, England, but this house sure helps. I love you, honey. He and Samantha kissed. It was amazing. Well, Mrs. Barnaby, as long as there is nothing out of the ordinary here, I think we're all set. I, I'll just take a look at the front yard, and then that'll be it. Mrs. Barnaby lost all the color in her face. She was as pale as a white moon on a cloudless night. What'd you just say? Miss Barnaby said. Could you repeat what you just said? Stan, knowing that he had done something wrong in customary London exchanges, backpedaled. Uh, uh, I was just saying, oh, I'm sorry, I, I, I actually don't know what I said. I just said, we really love the place. I, I just wanted to, oh, he was losing it. Stan, get it together. You brought your family here, and you don't know how to deal with things in London. You told them you did. Stan, get a grip, he thought. I just, I want to see the front yard before we make a decision. Oh, yeah, that's what I thought you said. Backyard, inside. What more do you need to see? Are you aware that Londoners buy places just based off pictures in a brochure, right? She said, shaming him. I know, I know, I know. I'm not as familiar with London etiquette, but please, can we just see the front yard? I'm ready to sign. Yeah, go ahead, Mrs. Barnaby said. It's your funeral. She was starting to act exactly like Dolores Umbridge towards the end of Harry Potter, when there's no redeeming qualities about her. Daddy, what's outside in the front yard that Mrs. Barnaby doesn't want us to see? Stephen said. I'm not sure, son but your daddy's blowing it right now. Mrs. Barnaby was tapping her foot in annoyance and not even looking at them. She was on her cell phone. Stan tried to get things back on track. Well, I guess I'll just do a quick peek at the front yard, but obviously we are fully committed to buying this property because we all love it. Isn't that right, children and wife? Yes, they all said in unison. Well, then I'll just be taking a cursory glance outside. But whatever is out there, obviously, will have no impact on my future decision of buying this property. So if you will allow me to step outside for just a moment, and then I will be right back, Mrs. Barnaby and my family. Stan started to walk towards the front area of the house from the living room. He stepped once, then he stepped twice, then he stepped again. He kept walking. It was about 40 steps to the front door. Oh God, Stan said to himself, I hope this front yard is good. Stan slowly opened the front door, which let out a classic creak as he opened it. He opened it fully with his eyes closed, not ready yet to see what was in front of him. But when he finally gathered the strength, he opened his left eye first, and then his right. 
he gasped. Directly in the front of the house was an old graveyard with thousands of headstones marking the gravesite of a dead person. There were big gravestones and little gravestones and medium gravestones. Each one was the marker of someone who had died in the past. Some were so old that you couldn't even see the names on the front of them. Graves. This was a huge, huge cemetery. Stan almost fainted, but he kept his cool. He hadn't expected anything like this. But then again, he had never been to London before. Stan quickly closed the door, took a deep breath, and walked back to his family and Mrs. Barnaby. So, see anything interesting out there? Miss Barnaby said, clearly testing him. Yeah, Stan, anything of note out there? His wife said, obviously expecting that there probably wasn't. Dad, was there anything interesting in the front yard? Samantha, his daughter, said. Stan took another deep breath. He was breathing a lot. He always breathed before he lied to his family. Nope. Nothing of note out there, Stan said. He heard his own voice and quickly assessed that he had lied perfectly. Nothing except a road and the front yard and not really much else interesting to report. Perfect, Stephen said. And there's even a plug for Nintendo Switch. He pointed to an outlet right next to him in the living room. Then it's settled, Stan said. We will buy this house. Mrs. Barnaby, give me the papers to sign. The way she looked at him conveyed everything. She knew it, and he knew it. Just sign right here, Miss Barnaby said, and then this place will be yours forever. With Stan's last ounce of strength, he took the pen and signed his name to the purchasing agreement that Mrs. Barnaby had drawn up. It was official. They owned a house across the street from the scariest graveyard that Stan had ever seen. Mrs. Barnaby erupted in laughter. Her persona of being like the evil Dolores Umbridge had completely evaporated. She was nice now. Well, I'll just tell you what's what now since you've already signed. Your daddy just signed you up to be across from a graveyard. What? Stephen said. Huh? Samantha said. They both hated graveyards. Huh? His wife Samantha said. And one more thing. You just made me the happiest ghost in the entire world. What? Stephen said. Huh? Samantha said. That's right. 
the last piece of unfinished business I had was getting somebody to finally buy the house across the street from a graveyard. So if you'll excuse me, I'll be leaving now. They all watched as Mrs. Barnaby rose up from the ground and started to fly like a ghost through the front of the house and through the front door. Dad, where's Mrs. Barnaby going? Stephen said. Let's follow her, son. They all followed Mrs. Barnaby's ghostly trail out the front door and they watched as Mrs. Barnaby's ghost flew back into a grave that was across the street. Stan broke down. I am so sorry, Stevie and Samantha and Sally. I feel like I let you guys down. It was Samantha who spoke first. Honey, you didn't let us down at all. We knew London had a lot of odd stuff about it. And this graveyard is just among the things that we thought were possible here. Yeah, Dad! Stevie said, I kind of like it. It's like a video game. His daughter said the same thing. They loved it. And it seemed like his wife loved it too. And even if we didn't like it, honey, what's that saying that the British have? Something about having a stiff upper lip? I bet we could use that right now. Isn't that right, children and Stan? Yeah! You're right, honey. That's perfect. You're starting to sound like a Londoner too. And then they all laughed and hugged again. The end. Not all scary stories have to have a scary ending, and that one certainly didn't. But tune back in tomorrow for another scary story. I am so glad you spent some time with me, and I hope you have a spooky rest of the day. I'll see you tomorrow.